Welcome back to the Hooked with TMO Fishing Podcast, where we talk about fishing and recovery and maybe do a little bit of ranting and complaining and where I may or may not be wearing pants right now. You never know. I'm Tim Moore. Today I'm flying solo. I have a few things that I'd like to discuss, and I'm going to take this opportunity to do that. In a recent episode, we had Matt Johnson from Clam Outdoors on here. We're talking about uh, being a pro staffer, and we talked a lot about what companies are looking for. And I get emails all the time from people who are trying to break into the recreational fishing industry or people that are, are you know, kind of just getting involved and they're, they want advice. They want to know what to do. And there are a few important things that I see, mistakes that I see a lot of pro staffers make and um, things that I wish I'd known along the way. So let's get this going. Hope you enjoy this. Thanks for tuning in. If you're watching this on YouTube or listening on Podbean or Stitcher or Google or Apple or wherever you're listening to it, hit that subscribe button. Really appreciate that. That helps us out a lot. Let's those those uh, channels know that you're watching and paying attention and that people actually give a crap about this podcast. So here we go. So one of the things that that um, I think is is really important is uh, you know there's this this attitude of it's all about who you know. Success in the fishing industry is is all about who you know. And I've 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 heard people say that, and there is there is a little bit of truth to that. As in, you know, being friends with somebody in the in the fishing industry who has connections that you might want to make certainly can't hurt to have somebody put in a good word for you. I've, I, you know, I've, I've achieved a lot based on recommendations from other people, but that's not the end all. I don't think for, for this industry, it's definitely not something that you want to just get out there and try to meet people. And and you certainly don't want to meet somebody that works in the industry and immediately ask for a favor. You know, the, the favors that have been done for me, most of them haven't been asked for. And when I do need a favor, I usually ask for it from somebody that I consider a friend, not just a, an acquaintance that I happen to run into, somebody that I would do the same for for them. So that's one thing to remember. It's don't just start reaching out, you know, if you happen to meet somebody. You know, I get messages all the time from people I've never even met. I have no idea who they are. And they say, oh, can you put in a good word for me with Clam or with Old Town? I'm, I'm, you know, I love kayak fishing and I'm a really good fisherman and I really love this. And I want to get into the industry so bad. I'm super passionate. Can you put in a good word for me? And my struggle is always when I put a word in for somebody, I'm putting my reputation on the line. And if I don't know you, it's one of the first things that these people, that these companies want to know is, well, how do you know them? You know, what can you, why, why should we look at them? And so when I reach out and I say, you know, Jimbo is looking to get into the kayak fishing industry, old town, and they really want to, you know, a spot. Do you have a place? Can you get them in there? I think they'd be really, really good fit. When I say that for somebody I don't know, it kind of hurts my credibility as well. So you can't just reach out to people you don't know that you're not really good friends with that you haven't worked with and, and ask for them to give you a recommendation or give a recommendation to somebody about you. It doesn't really work that way. It hurts my credibility with my, with my, um, sponsors or, or affiliations, pro staff positions and whatnot. 
So don't reach out to people. If, if you do reach out to somebody you don't really know, you just happen to know them through Facebook, but you've never really met or you've met once and you don't get a response, that's probably why, because it is asking a lot of that person to give a recommendation for somebody they don't know. Like you don't recommend people you don't know for things. So that's one thing to keep in mind uh, is, yeah, it is all about who you know, but you have to actually know them before they're going to give you a, a help. Uh, any help in this in this industry you know, you know this is a very competitive industry the fishing industry i've found over the years is a very small world very very small world once you once you get your foot in the door it is not this is not like you know hollywood where me running into a, a tom cruise or you know some big name star is a once in a lifetime opportunity that you're only going to get you know, if you become a megastar like they are the fishing industry, you can be a, for lack of a better term, nobody. And you're going to meet the Dave Genses and the Jason Mitchells and the Mike Iconellis and the um, Matt Johnson's and the Jeff Anderson's and, you know, all these, all these people that I looked up to, you know, for years and years and years that, you know, were in this industry long before me, the Thomas Allen's and there's just this huge list of people that I've met and become friends with that, that Every time I actually become friends with one of these people and, and more than just a professional acquaintance, um, I just have to kind of pinch myself. And, and it's just a good reminder of how small this industry is. Which brings me to another topic, which is how small the fishing industry is. I see a lot of people who will want to make a, a break into the industry and they'll, they'll, you know, they're really good, really good anglers. And you know, probably have the ability to build quite a following. But, you know, one day you'll look on their social media and there's a picture of them with a really detailed post about how they, with a fish, how they caught that fish and what they used and what technique they used and might be a great post. And then the next day, there's a picture of a underage girl doing a keg stands, you know, and uh, those two things, you know, don't really go very well together. And, and I can tell you that the minute you affiliate yourself with a company, that company, especially the other pro staffers in that company are going to watch you like a hawk because you not only represent the brand, but you represent them now too, because they're, they're affiliated with that brand. So pro staffers do really monitor what, he, what other pro staffers do. And especially from competitors, pro staff members from competing companies will watch what the other companies, pro staff members are doing and they'll reach out and, and they'll let people know. And I can tell you right now that, you know, the, the bigger the company is, the less likely they are to keep you on. If, if you have all this crazy, you know, inflammatory political stuff, regardless of what side of, of the spectrum you're on, if it's inflammatory or derogatory or hurtful to people in another way, and you're casting that stuff on social media and you can't seem to make any headway or any progress as far as your career goes, that's going to be a big part of, of why, because you represent that company now, regardless of what your opinion is. So you want to learn how to share that opinion in a constructive way and, and not share, you know, things that are illegal or, or could be considered immoral. And nobody's asking you to, to not be yourself. You know, I feel more like myself than I ever have but I have to constantly watch my behavior. I mean, I don't have to constantly watch my behavior because I'm not like jumping at the bit to piss somebody off on social media or, 
um, you know, posting uh, something illegal because I don't, I don't really do any of that stuff. And I, these days I try to stay out of the political realm and just leave that fight for somebody else. Cause it's just not healthy for me. Um, and it's not healthy for my career in the fishing industry. And the more it grows, the more careful I have to be about how I share my opinion. I have an opinion and I, I have personal missions that I'm on, you know, certain things that I believe in that I, that I, I work towards, but I, you know, just like with politics, you know, I vote and then I move on and I, I go fishing. So keep that in mind. You know, there are people that are watching what you do and it's not just your peers in that specific company or companies that you represent. And it's not the people who run the pro staff programs. It's the competitors as well. So, you know, your competitors, pro staffs will often jump at the chance to get you out of the picture because it's very competitive. Um, another thing is this, um, and this is one that I was guilty of early on is, is the more is better for pro staff positions. You know, once I got one, you can often use your affiliation with one company to get the attention of another company and get companies to give you a chance. You know, when I first, uh, two companies that I wanted to represent early on in my career were Clam and Clam Outdoors and Vexilar. And I couldn't really get my foot in the door with either one. But as soon as I really made that connection with Clam, Vexilar, because they work so closely together and, and those the employees of those companies know each other so well that it's kind of natural. And so once I became a Clam Pro, I reached out to Vexilar and said, I'm a Clam Pro you know, can you bring me on? And, and that's when I first got um, my position with XLR. So it's really easy to build off of that. And, and within a year, you know, I was reaching out to companies telling them, you know, I'm a member of 15 different pro staffs. And I had this impressive list of all these different pro staffs. And the one thing that I do pride myself on is, is I've never I've never accepted a pro staff position from somebody who approached me. It's always been companies whose products I use. I'm impressed by the product. I believe in them. I use them. I, they're effective. And I've reached out to them. And there have been a couple of, along the way that over time I realized, no, nah, it's not, this isn't the best fit. I don't use this product very much. It doesn't really have as much of a place in the way that I fish. And I've moved on from those companies and, you know, for I think most or all except for one that I can think of, there have been no hard feelings whatsoever. It's, you know, I keep it pretty professional. And, and I, the one thing I don't do is, is jump from, you know, one company to the next, to the next, as far as within like a, a type like rod companies, I don't go from rod company to rod company to rod company. I've had rod deals in the past. They haven't worked for me. You know, custom rod deals are just not, not part of my, um, not part of how I, how I operate. I just, you know, I have some custom rods, but being pigeonholed into a custom rod company, it just doesn't work for me. And so I don't do that. And I, and I know that cause I've tried it and had some, you know, really nice custom rods that I can't say anything about that, about the product itself, but it just, you know, I felt pigeonholed and there were other things that I couldn't, that I needed that I couldn't do. And so I just moved on and you know, today I, I uh, represent Iowa and, and they have high enough quality and a wide enough array of products that I can get anything I need for any style of fishing through them. So it was a more natural fit for me to 
to move into, you know, a company like Daiwa. But uh, racking up, you know, long lists of pro staff is is something that some companies do kind of frown on that because you spread yourself really thin for one thing and you open yourself up to the opportunity for crossover you know um we'll take clam outdoors for instance you know they sell mackie plastics i'm also on mackie plastics pro staff when a soft plastics company reaches out to me and they want me to try their stuff. It's a conf- it's an instant conflict, and a lot of companies give you will give you quite a bit of of flexibility in that you can use you know if you have one or two things that they don't make that somebody else does you can they'll let you get away with that. But you know for me, I found that nothing is as valuable to a company as loyalty. They absolutely notice what every one of their pro staff members is doing as far as what products they're using. And uh, let's take old town. For instance, there was a period of time where I did not have to wear old town PFDs in my kayak. I could have used NRS. I could have used anybody. And I have remained loyal to um, old town and I've worn their PFDs, even though for a time I was on the NRS pro staff. Wouldn't wear there, and that was part of of the agreement when I when I signed on with NRS. They make amazing, um, you know, clothing and 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 paddling gear, you know, shoes and and dry suits and splash pants and splash you know gear and really nice stuff. But I wanted to wear an Old Town PFD in my kayaks, and and Old Town really appreciated that, even though they wouldn't have kicked me off their pro staff for wearing an NRS. Um, PFD, but you know, I, I chose to be, to be loyal and I've been with old town a long time. We have a really good relationship and the same thing with clam. And as far as, you know, Mackie plastics, I don't have to use Mackie plastics to stay on clams pro staff, but the fact that I do, and I, I don't just do it because of the, of the loyalty factor. I do it because they're amazing plastics and they catch fish. I mean, they're incredible, you know, they're hand poured, super soft. The list goes on and on and on. I don't want to turn this into a product promotional uh, podcast, but it's easy. It's, it's an easy decision, but my loyalty is, is certainly noticed. And I know that it's noticed in these companies and all companies notice that loyalty. So more is not always better. It, it, companies worry that you're going to get spread too thin and they worry that there's going to be crossover and you're going to end up just having to leave at some point. Another thing is jumping ship. You know, I, I get it. If a relationship just isn't working out and you move on, uh, it happens, right? It happens. It's happened. I've had to move on from companies uh, in, in, in my career. And, but the one thing I see occasionally is people that will go from like, like the kayak fishing industry, they'll go from one kayak manufacturer every year, they're in a different kayak. And, and after a while, when they say, this is the best kayak on in the industry, it's, it's kind of, you know, you, you look at them and you're like, well, last year you said that other brand was the best kayak. And the year before that, you said that brand. And then you, you know, sometimes they'll go back and forth between at some point, these companies are going to look at you and they're going to say, 
you're a waste of money because it costs money just to add you to the pro staff. It costs that company money. Their marketing people have to add you to websites. They sometimes they'll send you a jersey. You might get a pro staff package or a discount that you taken care to uh, take advantage of, or even sometimes um, a product credit. It costs them money, and if they spend that money and then six months or a year later you you jump ship to a, go to another to one of their competitors it was a waste of money for them so that's keep that in mind too is is jumping ship will hurt your career you make a change you need to make a change that's fine um, but don't if you're looking to get into a kayak pro staff position don't take the first one that takes you on. I knew before I approached old town that it was going to be old town that I wanted to be. in. I didn't, I wasn't interested in anybody else's kayaks. I, I knew I wanted to be on old town and, and I was going to do whatever it took to get into that pro staff, obviously within limits, you know, with honesty and integrity, whatever it took to get out on, on their pro staff. The same thing with clam. I, I reached out to clam for three years before they finally brought me on. The industry is a lot different now. It's uh, growing. The ice fishing industry and the kayak industry is growing. So there's, uh, it's easier to kind of get your name out there. It's, there's, you know, strong sense of community in those two industries. So you, it's easy to meet a lot of people. It's nobody's really out of reach or unapproachable. You know, you can, you know, you can get out and fish with, with most anybody and, and get your name out there. So, you know, I get emails from Matt Johnson at Clam all the time saying, do you know this person? Or, um, you know, old town will reach out and say, do you know, this person, somebody, you know, they've reached out and they're interested in a, in a pro staff position. So more is not always better. And loyalty definitely has a strong price or, or a strong value, I should say. And jump and ship comes with a price. And there is a, a lot of opinion in, in the pro staff industry. Sometimes there's some negativity around pro staff members because you know, somebody will get brought onto a pro staff and the next thing you know, their, their social media page is, is lit up and they share everything that they see about that. And sometimes, you know, you, I go on to some people's Facebook pages. Sometimes I have to unfollow people because they won't stop sharing things. And you go down through these posts. If you're sharing a post every 15 or 30 minutes and you go back and you're getting one like or no likes, it's because you're sharing too much stuff. So take it easy on that. That's kind of one of my pet peeves is, is, um, oversharing and overposting on social media. You, you can overcapitalize. I remember somebody used to tell me that all the time that you can overcapitalize and you want to be, you want your posts and your, your engagement in the world to be targeted. So, um, you know, be, be smart about what you share and when you share it to reach the most amount of people. It's more is not always better when it comes to sharing things on social media. In fact, it's usually not more isn't better. It's, it's being more specific about who you're targeting and when you target those people and, and what you're targeting them with. So keep that in mind as well. Um, you know, I talked about loyalty, um, honesty, and being approachable, you know, no matter how big or how small you are in the fishing industry as far as notoriety. As soon as you start working in the industry, there's going to be somebody who wants what you have, who looks up to you, who admires you, who 
wants to try to follow in your footsteps, somebody, everybody has somebody that has a, a certain level of respect for them. And um, one thing that I've, that I've learned that from just from watching people, you know, like Jason Mitchell and Dave Gens and um, trying to think of, you know, some of the, the Mike Iaconelli is just, just watching them. Kevin Van Dam, I've, you know, I've had the chance to watch him at like an iCast. Um, G-Man, Gerald Swindell, you know, I've met him personally. And, and the one thing that these, all of those guys, one thing that they all have in common is they treat everybody like they are grateful to be interacting with them. They're grateful that you approached them. Um, they're, you, I've never seen them or been treated like I was a bother. Sometimes they're busy and they don't have time and they're clear about that, but they're always so happy and so gracious and, and honored to be in that position. And that, and that shows in their interactions and, and they treat everybody like they couldn't be happier to be approached. You know, when somebody comes up to me at a show or reaches out to me on the internet, you know, I'm, I'm just thrilled because there was a time when nobody wanted anything from me and, and I just wanted to be able to help people and, and, you know, be able to, to share some of what I have with, with other anglers. So always treat everybody decent, treat them with decency and respect. You know, we all, we all deserve that. Treat them the way you'd want to be treated if you were in their position. I think that's an important one. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know as though I have a lot more to talk about as far as, you know, being a pro staffer, you know, carry yourself with honesty and integrity. Don't lie about things. It's, it's pretty easy to tell, you know, you, you'll see people on social media that will, they'll recycle old photos uh, and try to make it look like a current photo. And, you know, sometimes I, I see some of these posts and, and I'll look at, you know, like ice fishing on Winnipesaukee and somebody will post a picture of some white perch and there's no snow on the ice. You know, it's clearly an early season photo. There's no snow on the ice. It's not like slushy. It's still that bare, fresh, new, you know, shiny, um, solid ice. And it they'll post it in the end of February when there's snow on the ice. And they'll talk about how they, you know, just annihilated the white perch and they can't wait and make it sound like they don't say, maybe they won't even say that they were there that day, but they'll make it, they'll do everything they can to make it sound like they were there and look like they were there that day or within a couple of days without actually saying it. So they're not technically lying, but you can tell, you know, I can tell when I look at it, what they're doing uh, just by looking at the background or the day, you know, and, and I know like I was in that area. I never saw you there all day. Don't do that. Just be honest. You know, if you haven't fished for a week, I haven't fished much in the last few weeks and you don't see me. I haven't been posting very many fish pictures. Um, not even on my guide service page because I haven't really been out much and there isn't really a lot to share. And I'm, and you know, I'm not going to, sometimes I'll post a picture for attention <clears throat> Uh, and oftentimes I will note pictures for attention, old picture for attention, or I'll have to clarify it in the comments to somebody. So be honest about what you share and, and how you share it. There's, there's no need to tell stories and try to build yourself up. People will notice, and the industry is so small that word's going to get around and they're going to know that you're the guy that's full of crap and, or they're going to think that you're full of crap. And it's just not, it's not going to be good for your, your 
career in general, if, if you're looking to, you know, break into the industry as a, more of a career move. Um, so yeah, handle yourself with honesty and integrity. Don't inflate information or, you know, the size of the fish. And there's always going to be somebody that thinks you Photoshopped or thinks that you're, you've misjudged a fish, it's, you know, take it with a grain of salt. And, and I think the last thing I want to touch on is reacting to negativity. There is absolutely going to be some negativity come your way. You know, there is going to be envy and jealousy. Um, misunderstandings can cause resentment. You know, fishermen or people in general, you know, you do one thing and they like to make assumptions that you were doing it for selfish reasons. You were stealing on the spot. You know, you saw me catch a fish and you moved right over here. And, you know, I've had that happen to me and I'm like, I don't, I don't even know who you are. I don't, what do you, what day are you talking about? I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I, I'm not greedy with my spot. So if I catch a fish and people come right over and want to fish near me, I'm not usually very, um, territorial or anything like that. So there's going to be some negativity that's going to come your way. No matter what you do, you can do everything absolutely perfect. And somebody that wants what you have is, and can't get it is going to get angry about it. They're going to get jealous and they're going to say bad things about you and don't react is my biggest piece of information. Matt and I touched on this in, in the podcast about being a pro staff member. Don't react to it. Just, just ignore it. And the truth is, like we said in that one, if people have to create a reason to hate you, then you're doing it right. And just keep doing what you're doing. And as long as you treat people with respect and dignity and you're honest, you don't really have anything to worry about. Haters will hate, let them hate, um, treat them with respect and dignity as well. And I've had um, many, many people in this, in locally, especially that didn't like me at one point. And I just treat them with the same respect and dignity that everybody else gets. And eventually those relationships sometimes come around too and we, and we become friends. So I guess that's uh that's about all I have on that for right now. I'm sure I'll think of something after I turn the camera off, but thanks for tuning in. We got some, some good stuff coming up here in the future. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, regardless of the platform that you're watching or listening to this on really appreciate that. It, it does help. It helps the podcast out a lot and uh, good things to come. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one.